I'm going to talk to you about Jesus and life's priorities. Life's priorities. And that's what we've been singing about is, you know, magnifying the Savior. Um, <clears throat> I'm kind of simple in my thinking. I'm from Wetzel County, you know, and uh, I'm about as far back in Wetzel County as you can get. Actually, I'm the same mileage from my house to the Ohio River and to the Monongahela River, which means that I'm so far back in the country, if you go any farther, you come out the other side. <laughs> well, that's just all there is to it. I mean, some of you have been over there, and you know that's the truth. Mary Grace knows she we grew up together years and years and years. Oh, I shouldn't say all that, should I, Mary? <laughs> Years ago. And uh, <clears throat> so that's where I live. So I, I have a little, I, I have to think of things that I can kind of uh, relate to. And uh, as I was studying for this message, I, I thought of this. And so I brought my illustration along this morning. This is a bicycle for my grandson's bike. I hope he doesn't want to ride it, by the way. But all of you know that you've got to have a good tire. It's going to run smooth and good. You've got to have a good rim. You've got to have the spokes. All these different represent, represent a lot of phases of our lives. But this thing will not work if it doesn't have a hub, right? You men know that. Maybe you ladies do too. If that hub is not working, if those bearings freeze up or something like that, it doesn't make any difference how good the tire is. It doesn't make how, any difference how good the rim is. It doesn't make any difference if all the spokes are equally tightened. Even if the bearings are good in there, if, the, if this unit, the hub, is not good, this whole outfit is no good. Now, what I'd like to share with you is I think the same thing is true with our lives. I've um, got some verses I'd like to share with you. In Psalms 27... Verse 4 says, One thing I ask of the Lord, and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek His temple. Now if that's our desire, then that means we love the Lord. We want to be with Him. We want Him to use us and Guide our lives. In Matthew 6, 33, it says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards a goal to win the prize 
for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. Striving to be like Christ. In His teaching, Jesus constantly emphasized life's true goals and priorities. And just like this wheel, if it does not have the hub, if the center of the wheel, if Christ is not the center of our lives, we will have trouble. I've just seen so many people, and uh, even when I was here years and years ago, <laughs> well, I just hate to get into that year stuff. Uh, one time I had somebody ask me, Pastor, how can I have so much trouble in my life? And I thought to myself, although I didn't say it, uh, although I have said things sometimes when maybe I shouldn't have, but I just said, just keep doing the things that you've always been doing and you'll keep having trouble. Isn't that right? I mean, sometimes you look at people's lives, you say, well, goodness sakes, they have so much going on. Uh, difficulties. Well, why? Because they don't have their priorities set right in life. Uh, and this was true, I think, also of Mary and Martha in this portion of Scripture that was all been read for us in Luke chapter 10, verse 38-42. I want to make some comments about Mary. <clears throat> I think Jesus said three tremendous things about Mary. Uh, in verse 42, he said, but only one thing is needed. What was that needful thing? What was it? It was to worship Jesus and learn from Him. Mary didn't despise other things and people. However, she knew that she would do better in all areas of her life if she kept learning more and more about Christ. And I think that's true. And we never come to the place in our life where we know it all, where we've arrived. We're all sinners. Even when we're saved, I've shared this with you before, but my wife had a poster on when she was working in one of the churches, not here, but in one of the other churches. Uh, she worked part-time as, as my secretary. Uh, that was good because she kind of kept me straight. But uh, she had a poster on the door, and it said this. It was a picture of a Dalmatian. It said, I'm not spotless, just forgiven. Isn't that right? How many of us can say, raise your hand, say, oh, I don't have any sin in my life. I'm, I'm spot. No, we can't do that. Why? Because we're sinners, but when we're saved by the grace of God, when we're saved, God comes in and moves in our life and He changes it. We never get perfection in this life. Or at least I haven't found anybody yet. Maybe somebody here would say yes, and I'd like to meet you. But uh, usually we can't do that. But God changes us. And he, 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 he comes in, and the more we focus on Him, I think the better things will go because that's the important thing. That's the, that should be the hub of our life. Everything should center around Christ. Second 
he said in verse 42, Mary has chosen the good part. We need to choose the right things in life. And one of the things that we need to do is to choose the right things. Sometimes people say, oh, I made, I made up my mind. This is what I'm going to do. And they do. But I want to tell you, sometimes it's just down the wrong road. And if you're going down the wrong road, it doesn't matter how fast you're going to go, it's not going to get to the right place. It's like a train going down a track. If you're going down the wrong track, it doesn't make any difference how fast or how determined you are. It's just going the wrong way. And it'll never turn around until you stop and get it going the right direction. And some people get going the wrong direction and they just go full force. Mary has chosen the good part. That is so important. It was central for Mary to know the Savior better and better. Is that your goal today? We'll just keep on going. We can keep learning about the Lord and learning about the Scriptures, and He can keep working in our lives. I'll tell you, sometimes things happen. And 12 years ago, I had cancer, and I had I was in, pastoring in Vermont, and and uh, I went to the doctor, and they recommended surgery, so I had surgery, and, and they said you are cured. You don't have cancer, and you won't have cancer, but I do have the same kind. Only this time, it can't be cured. So that makes you think a little different on what you're doing and how you're doing it. I think maybe that's a reason why my wife kind of really encouraged me to take her to Alaska. We spent a couple months going up there, the, uh, June, June and May, June and July. Uh, <laughs> maybe she thought I was going to die before I got her there. Before we were married, I think one of the things I got her, one of the things that I, I kind of used to get her to marry me was, that, you know, I kind of promised her that I would take her to Alaska someday. And I think she thought, maybe we better hurry up and do this. <laughs> but anyway, but it, it does when you have, and many of you have had similar things, similar things in your life. But Mary was choosing the good part. A third thing that I think is so important here in it's, he says, Jesus says to her, which shall not be taken away from her. I want to tell you, the world can take everything away. They, my body is an earthly body. When I get to heaven, I won't have this body, <laughs> thankfully. Um, it's kind of wearing out. I can kind of tell around the edges that some of it's not working like it should. But you know, <clears throat> the one thing that you can't take away from me and nobody else can take away from me is my relationship to the Lord. I mean, even if I die, what does that do? That just puts me in closer relationship to Him. And we've got to think that way. It's not, it's not a terrible thing for a Christian to die. It's a terrible thing for an unsaved person to die. Because they're not going to be with the Lord. But a Christian that loves the Lord and has asked Him to be their Savior, that is something that nobody can take away. 
We read in the Bible, several of the bi bi characters in the New Testament uh, were, were lost their lives for uh, preaching and for teaching. Uh, the first 300 years of the church was, was a disastrous period. People lost their lives, and, and it's still happening today. You just read in the news, I'm sure, or heard on the news, that in, in different parts of the Arab world, the Christians, they either have to leave or convert to being a Muslim or pay a, a exorbitant tax or get killed. That's their options. They have to leave their home and everything. They can't take anything with them. The, the, the Muslims will make sure of that. Or they have to pay a tax that's more than they have. Or they can just stay there and they'll kill them in cold blood. They just come in and shoot them. But they cannot take away their salvation. They cannot take away their relationship to the Lord. And I'm telling you, the people that die as martyrs, they're going to be blessed in heaven. Now let's go to look at Martha a little bit. There's some things I think we can learn here from Martha. There's several positive things. She was a friend of Christ also. She was doing everything in her power to make the visit of Jesus bright and beautiful. She was fixing dinner. She was being a good host. She had the spirit of service. Vance Havner said that in these days, there's a lack of a servant spirit in the church. He said, it's gotten to the place when we need to move the piano, everybody volunteers to carry the bench. <laughs> and sometimes that's right. We want the little jobs, you know, not the big heavy jobs, but the, just the little things. And, and some churches face that. However, all these things that she was worried about kept her, for seeing, kept her, her from seeing the one important thing. The big mistake that Martha made, I believe, was to exaggerate the importance of what she could give Jesus and not what Jesus could give her. We think, oh, we're important. We can teach Sunday school. We can do this. We can do that. Oh, I mean, Lord really owes me a lot because I'm just doing all kinds of service for the Lord. And we should serve the Lord. I think the Bible's very clear on teaching that. But at the same time, sometimes we can let the service take place of our devotion to Him. Martha, I believe, was in that position in this portion of Scripture. She did not look at things from Jesus' perspective. She looked at things from her own perspective. She was excessive in her preparation and everything, and she was so intense on uh, just doing that. Now, the Bible says, and I've... Uh, some of this is Amundsen interpretation. But she got all hot and bothered in her service for Jesus. Some people really work hard in the church, and they're doing this and that. But they, they're so working so hard that if you do anything, it gets them all frustrated, and they're just ready to quit or do something, or they snap at you or something because... They think that is the most important thing. I think that 
we need to be sure. We need to be sure that we are centered around Christ. If we don't have Christ as the hub, right here, in the center, all these things, we can let the spokes just represent all the different things we're involved with in our life, but if we don't have Christ in the center of our life as our main goal, we can just mess things up good. And I think that's really what Martha was doing. She was entertaining him. She was trying to make him comfortable. She's trying to fix a meal. And I don't think it would have hurt a thing if she'd have come in and sat down beside Mary for a little bit and sat at the feet of Jesus and then got up and fixed a meal. I think they would have all waited for that. Oswald Chambers said, We cannot do the Savior's work by fuss, but only by knowing him as the supreme sovereign Lord. Sometimes, even in Baptist churches, sometimes we do it by fuss. And we don't need to do that. She engaged in self-pity. She said, Lord, don't you care? <laughs> I mean, what's wrong here, Lord? I mean, I'm the one that's doing all the work, and she's just sitting there, and don't you care about that? I'll tell you, it gets to be dangerous when we start questioning the Lord in that way. When we say, Lord, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm teaching Sunday school. I'm serving as a deacon. I'm doing this and this, and I'm running half-ragged. And... And here's somebody else not doing anything. And don't you care about that, Lord? I'm, most of us have said something similar to that. Somewhere along the line. She engaged in self-pity. When a person begins to think like that, they're losing the focus of life. The focus of life. They're losing life's priorities. When one comes, when one has the Lord Jesus as the center of their thinking and serving, he will continually thank God for privilege and blessing he gives. And third, she was criticizing. My sister left me to do all the serving alone. Don't you care, Lord? Uh, I'm going to tell you, folks, when we start questioning the Lord like that, we're in deep trouble. And the reason why she was is because she was fussing at her sister. Now, I know that most of you have brothers or sisters, and I'm sure you never fussed about them once. But she did. My sister left me to do all this serving alone. Here I am running back and forth, setting the table, cooking the stuff on the stove, trying to keep it from burning, and I'm doing all this stuff. And she's just sitting there. She just let me, let me do it all. She had to find someone to blame. And the, she found Mary. She later on found that Mary was right and that she was wrong. Sometimes we experience the same thing, don't we? We see people doing things and we say, oh, they're not doing that right. They're not doing the right thing. They should be over here doing this. They're, they've got their priorities all mixed up. And later on we find out that they were right and we were wrong. Now, I don't know if you've ever had that experience, but I have. Um, I've been right most of my life, but there's a few times that <laughs> I've found out that I wasn't, that I wasn't right. Sometimes we all experience that. We lose life's priorities. And um, negative criticism never profits anybody. I know there's a big argument about constructive criticism, and some people call call what they're doing constructive criticism and it 
it's really pretty negative. Um, fourthly, I think she began to tell Jesus what to, what to do. In verse 40, she says to Jesus, tell her, tell her to help me. Now, sometimes we get like that. Have you ever done that in your prayers? <laughs> Lord, you do this. Lord, you do this. Lord, heal this person. Lord, help this person get a job. You do, Lord, you provide a job for them. You Sometimes it's not requesting things. Sometimes we come to the place of trying to tell God what to do. Now, I don't know if I would take a survey. I think in all of you, if you really thought this through, would admit that God knows more about it than we do. If I had asked you to raise your hand, does God know more than you? Well, most of you raise your hand. But then if we don't watch ourselves, sometimes we're telling God what to do. And that's what, that's what Martha was doing. She was saying, Lord, get on her case. Get her out here to the kitchen. Tell her to help me. I need help. I think that's just kind of a, when we get off track, see, Mary was saying, sitting at the feet of Jesus, I think she knew that all of life would go better if the more she knew about Christ. And Martha was so busy, and Christ himself said she was fussing around, she was bothered by so many things. Now, Martha, I think, learned her lesson in this experience because we see her again. Back in John chapter 12, in the first couple of verses, and it says, Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany where Lazarus lived, and Jesus had, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor, and Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Martha served. But you don't see her fussing. I think that she learned the priorities of life. I think she loved the Lord. She was trying to make him comfortable. She's trying to be a good host. She was working in that direction. Um, <clears throat> but I think that, that she learned something very important to let, let Christ be the center of her life. Um, she did not, the Lord did not remove her gift of serving. And we see that she served again later on, but we don't see in that portion of Scripture anything about the fussing that she did. She had Jesus and his blessing at the hub and at the center of her life. Jesus never said that many things were unimportant. Did you catch that? All these things. He says you're bothered by many things, but you never said they're unimportant. Yes, they needed to be done. But they needed to be done in, in the proper sequence. And the first thing, that should have been done. She should have quit fussing about it and maybe listened to Jesus a little bit and he would have changed her heart's attitude. But the many things can be under the mastery of one thing, the communion with Christ. All these things. Every one of you. I don't care what, I don't care if you're retired. When you retire, you, you don't slow down. You just do different things. At least <laughs> that's what has been my experience. And most people I hear talk about it. They say, well, when they retire, they didn't know they even had time to work before that because they're so busy. Well, I don't know what it is, but anyway, uh, in our life, Connie and I, we, we don't seem to 
I can't even sleep in. I thought, boy, when I get retired, I can sleep in as long as I want. I can't sleep in. I have to get up, drive here or there, go here and there, or something has to be done over on the farm and trying to do something. But anyway, we just keep going. But we need to have that very important thing. <clears throat> so just remember, folks, just remember, Mary had the important thing at the center of her life, at the center. And that is something that cannot be taken away from you. I mean, all the things that the Scripture teaches. If we learn the Scriptures and learn about Christ through the thick and thin, I've stood at many of a casket, many of you have seen that too, and I've heard people say, I don't think I could go through this losing a loved one it wasn't for Christ. See, we need, that, we need that anchor in our lives. We need that important part of our lives just to get there and let Christ guide and direct us. And it gets to be exciting. The reason I took Connie to Alaska is because when I was in college, um, I had the privilege of going up there on a missions trip. And I spent three months in Juneau, Off Bay. And uh, I was just thrilled. I mean, a college kid, and I got up there, and, and I, I went to Alaska on $118. That's because the other guy I went with paid the way. <laughs> but I mean, it, 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 I was thrilled, and I was telling Connie about that when we were dating, and I said, boy, I said, you know, one of these days, maybe I can take you up there. I probably shouldn't have said that, but I'm glad I did, because we got to go. God just works in your life if you put him first. I always wanted to serve the Lord. I wasn't sure how, when, what, but God has directed Connie and I through our years and years of marriage. So let's just think. Do you have the Lord as the center of your life? You know, another place in scriptures it says, if he basically it says if he's the center of a life, all these things will be added unto you. He doesn't take things away. A lot of people think, oh, if I serve the Lord, I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I can't do this. God adds all kinds of blessings and rich things to our lives. And we can do things that we never thought we could do before because God is in control. And I just trust that that will be your, your um, goal in your life, to just let God be in control and sit at the feet of Jesus and learn all that you can all the time and then he'll guide you and direct you throughout your life thank you very much ladies will you come and lead in our closing song